0: Welcome to Tres Cuentos. Today we continue with the series on legendary Latin American phantoms. Today we will present a dog that is very well known in different Central American countries. That is El Calejo. Today's cuento comes from a country too small that its land mass is only 0.03% of the planet's surface. But it is so rich because it hosts 5% of the planet's biodiversity. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the land of the Ticos and Ticas. Did you guess it? It is the beautiful country of Costa Rica. The source of this cuento is one of my favorite books. Los pájaros no tienen fronteras. The Birds Don't Have Borders, by the Ecuadorian author Edna Iturralde, published by Alfaguara Juvenil. Stay tuned, because after the story, I will talk more about that dog. And then we will finalize the program with one more story. Remember that you can follow us on iTunes, iVox, Spotify, Stitcher, and in many other podcasts, platforms. You just look for us as Tres Cuentos Podcast. My name is Carolina Quiroga Stoltz, and now I invite you to pay careful attention to the following cuento. Perhaps you'll realize that there are grudges that are best to forget, and pranks that should never be played on others. The Legend of El Cadejus Juan Arcadio, son of Don Eladio Pérez Ojín, had known his father to be a drunkard for a long time. In his town, the working men would meet up after sunset to drink. To Don Eladio's family, He had been drinking away los pesos of a day's work for a while. That is why Juan, his son, had to quit school and go to work in the Milpas, the fields, to compensate. Juan remembered his father used to be cheerful and hopeful. What happened then? Don Eladio had an accident, he said at work, but there were no witnesses. The rural doctor couldn't do much science, did not reach those faraway places. Don Eladio lost three fingers in his left hand. Yet, he still had a workable hand, as if somebody had planned it that way. Don Eladio did not lose his job. He was demoted to a lesser one. He did not lose his friends. They just looked at him differently. He did not lose his family, but he grew resentful towards them. About five years had passed since the accident. Don Eladio's mood was sarcastic, darker, and more wicked. The wife was his punching back, always excusing the old man. Es mi culpa, mijo. Lo siento. But Juan had grown to know better. He knew she was no dummy. They had been working together in the same milpa for a while. She was resourceful and clever. The problem at home was that she was scared. Or worse, the woman thought she could not live without a man. ¿Quién va a ayudar a una mujer sola? No, mi Aquí estoy bien. One knew it was the alcohol that put his father in such a bitter and destructive mood. Then, the solution should be simple. No alcohol, no violence. However, one couldn't close the taverns or start a riot, but he could give his father a good warning fright. Un buen susto. On Monday, Juan went to the butcher and got the ugliest cow skin. It was black, hairy, and big enough to cover him while kneeling down in four legs. On Tuesday, the boy worked all day. On Wednesday, Juan got a pair of old dog's chains from the blacksmith. By Thursday, he went to the woods to rehearse a little. At sunset, Juan left the disguise and props hidden in the woods under some bushes and went back home. Friday, after supper, Juan excused himself and went to bed early. Around midnight, he got up and left the rancho. He walked to the place where he had left the horrifying disguise And put it on and waited. Soon his father would be stumbling down the path. When at last Juan heard Don Eladio dragging his feet, the four legged monster came out. rattling chains the drunkard didn't have much time to think Don Eladio ran back home frantically screaming like a madman Ah! the four legged monster turned around and watched his father running for his life Feeling accomplished, one took off the disguise, hid it, and ran back home, taking a shortcut, just in time to pretend to be asleep. Soon after, Don Eladio showed up, banging on the door. Don Eladio went down on his knees, crying and spitting out incoherent words. The poor wife had no clue what was going on. The drunkard, full of remorse, kissed his wife's
1: hands. Lo siento, mija. No lo vuelvo a hacer. Se lo juro, se lo juro, se lo juro.
0: Truth to be told, Don Eladio did not have a drop of alcohol for the next two weeks. Even his mood improved. Repentant, cordial, helpful. But it did not last. By the beginning of the third week, the sober man had begun to reflect on the event. Perhaps el susto, the fright, had been a bad dream, or he had had too much to drink. It was best to measure himself. By Friday, he promised that he would not drink for three days
1: straight and that he would return home early that same day. Yo sé tomar, mija. A man needs time for himself with his bodies. <laughs> Además, yo no le tengo por qué aguantar la cantaleta a usted.
0: No one could reason with him. Don Eladio went back to drink. That weekend wasn't that bad. The man almost kept his word. He cut down three hours of drinking on Friday, two on Saturday and one on Sunday. The drunkard was testing the odds. By Monday, Doneladio was determined to resume his old drinking habit. By Thursday, Juan was ready to give his father Another susto. The disguise was in place. Friday midnight, the horrible apparition was waiting for the drunkard behind the bushes. This time, (gasps) he simply ran. From time to time, tripping and falling down. But el susto, the fright, was bigger than the pain. Don Eladio did not cry to his wife... He didn't even mention it. To his blurry mind and aching bones, he had been attacked by a beast or a pack of lawless thieves. The bruised man rested on Saturday. Yet, by Sunday afternoon, Don Eladio drank again, as if he was catching up on a missing day. That same midnight, the gruesome monster patiently awaited for his victim by the side of the road. This time, Don Eladio did not run to his house. He got lost in the woods. Since the dreadful animal did not follow, Don Eladio slept where his body landed. The next day, the hangover was so bad, he did not show up to work. He almost got fired. But El Patrón, the boss, had been El Padrino, the godfather of Don Eladio's only son at his baptism. They were
1: like family. One last chance, Eladio. Tienes que comportarte. Pensá en tu familia. Who knows where the
0: drunkard stayed from Monday to Wednesday. Don Eladio came back home on Thursday night and did not say a word. On Friday, the man stayed up all night in some sort of delirious reflection. On Saturday, Don Eladio left towards the tavern to drink again. As Juan sees his father leaving, he thinks, one more susto, and his father could be freed from the chains of alcohol. At least since the first susto, Violence had decreased. Hidden under the shadows cast by the trees, Juan waited for about two hours after midnight. When he heard a heavy body dragging his feet down the
1: path, yelling, "Dónde estás? Dónde estás, animal?" Where are you?
0: Wearing the pelt on, chains around his ankles, Juan began to walk in four legs towards his father. The four legged monster stood up by the side of the road, growling to the man. But this time, the drunkard did not run or scream. Don Eladio took a couple steps back, grabbed a big stick,
1: and charged against the ferocious apparition. Juan was confused. His father was not scared. Instead,
0: he wanted to kill him. Quickly, Juan took off the disguise, but it was too dark to tell a difference. Juan yelled, It's me! It's me, Juan! Don Eladio stopped before the first blow Yet there was no mercy in his eyes Only hate The father did not say much Don Eladio only pronounced a curse
1: Por irrespetar a tu padre En cuatro patas andarás Estos caminos en la noche recorrerás. One had been condemned
0: to wander the dusty roads as the four-legged creature that he had tried to impersonate. Don Eladio kept walking home. He did not look back, not even when his son cried in pain. Or he would have seen the ugly cow's skin crawling over his son's back, melting his clothes and attaching itself to Juan's skin, forcing him to bend down in four legs. Juan had become the dreadful phantom of a monstrous beast today known as El Cadejos. People say that Don Ladio went crazy. He left his wife and was seen and heard many times wandering in the woods calling his son.
1: Juan Mijo, perdóname! Perdóname!
0: As for Juan, people say that God took pity on the young man and granted him to favor or punish as he wishes the travelers that walk the roads at midnight, watching over the just and punishing with death those with a crooked heart. Y colorín colorado, este cuento se ha acabado. Very well, friends, watch your back when you're going home back at night because you never know what kind of cadejo could be following you. Now, when I say what type of cadejo, it is because it is a common belief that there are at least two types of cadejos. Some will tell you that there is one that is white and another one that is black. All stories agree that it is a spirit that takes the form of an animal that kind of looks like a dog, large, hairy, and with bright red eyes. Cadejo does not appear to everyone, and he doesn't show himself in the same form every time. Now, who are these people that need to be looked after? It could be just someone that stayed too late out and is heading back home. It could even be a drunk person. As, as it had been reported in some stories. It could be a child, it could be a woman. Now, many of those versions will tell you that those people were most likely good in the general sense of the idea. But when El Cadejo senses that that person is not necessarily a good person, then El Cadejo, if it's the black one, will definitely attack the person. It is said that if El Cadejo licks a person on the lips, that person will be accompanied by El Cadejo for the next nine days. So it tells us that if that person is an alcoholic, well, if they had intentions of quitting, if El Cadejo licked them, after that it is impossible. They will most likely die of alcoholism. Finally, This belief in El Cadejos or El Cadejo is shared by several Central American countries, Nicaragua, El Salvador, Costa Rica, and Guatemala. So my honest advice, if you ever go to visit any of these beautiful countries, make sure you come with good intentions. To finalize our program, here is another story about El Cadejo, that dog that chooses to help those in need and attack those with bad intentions. This cuento is based on the story found in the book The Street Where You Live, La Calle Donde Tu Vives, by Héctor Gaitán, published in Guatemala by Artemis and Edintes. El Cadejo from the Golf Guard. The loaded mules carrying wood were slowly arriving to Valencia. The intense sun was tanning the mule driver's skin. They were walking next to their mules, all sweaty, dirty, and in a bad mood, ready to unload the wood in whichever store they would find along the way. The job was exhausting and boring every day of the week they would prepare the wood load it carry it down from the hill to the city and sell it to the best buyer in some bakery or big store one of the mule drivers favorite places in valencia was la trampa the tramp tavern near the carmen hill don Seferino escobar arrived to the tavern with his men They tied up the mules to the posts outside and came inside. After the tiring morning, it would be good to have a
1: drink. Come on, losers! Don't stand on ceremony! Have a drink with me!
0: Don Seferino took a drink of Aguardiente that made him cringe. He was followed by the other men except for the shortest of them, who poured his drink under the table while the others weren't looking. Don Seferino asked for another round. The other men followed his lead, except for Tiburcio, who pretended again to drink. But just as he was about to pour out his drink, he was discovered. Oh, Don Seferino was not happy about that. This felt like an insult. Tiburcio attempted to explain.
1: No, Don Seferino, I mean no disrespect. I appreciate you buying us the drinks, but what happens is that if I drink, then I see El Calejo, and I don't want that to happen again. The
0: other men in the tavern laughed when Tiburcio spoke. Don Severino thought Tiburcio's words were only excuses.
1: I didn't know that people from Palencia were cowards.
0: Tiburcio didn't like to be teased like that. He was no coward. So he said,
1: Look, Don Seferino, I have always respected you. But if you want, we can drink like there is no tomorrow. And when we are completely drunk, we'll see who's the coward. Because I assure you, Patron, that when you see that dog, you're going to scream and run. So they drank until they
0: couldn't hold more alcohol. The other men left, while Don Seferino and Tiburcio took another route, towards the Corona Pastures, to take their nap. They didn't make it that far, though, because they were so drunk that they only made it to a hill. There they rested, unaware of the upcoming night and its phantoms. Soon they were snoring. <sighs> but not for long. Divorcio woke up because of the gentle and ticklish walk of an exploring insect on his face. He woke up enough to remember the bet both men had made earlier that afternoon. He needed to be on the watch. Soon he thought he heard the sound of a dog's clawed feet stepping through pebbles. Then he saw Two small lights, coming closer and closer, like two balls of fire. Divorcio tried to wake up Don Seferino, but he was like a dead body. The sound of the claws against the rocks became louder. At last, the animal was right in front of him. His eyes were on fire. El Cadejo was growling and ready to attack. Tiburcio was so scared that he fainted, his body falling next to Don Seferino's. He was awakened by Don Seferino the next morning. They were in a very different place, the guard of the gulf, also known as the market. Don Seferino was upset. He wanted to know how on earth they had ended up there in a place where everybody knew them. He was sure they had stopped somewhere
1: else. Tiorcio, don't tell me it has to do with your cadejo. I don't know, Don Seferino, but I swear to you by the Holy Cross that I saw el cadejo with these same eyes. But once I saw it, I was petrified and passed out. And you know the rest. Don Severino couldn't understand why his
0: clothes were all torn. According to the old belief, the ghostly dog, that cadejo, would not harm the drunk.
1: But it looks like they had been attacked. I don't get it, Tiburcio. Why would el cadejo attack us? Look at my clothes! Tiburcio didn't
0: know what to say. There was no explanation. Without confessing his next thought, Don Seferino remembered that once he had heard that you should never make fun of other people's beliefs, especially the beliefs of those who are haunted, because it can happen to you. They didn't talk anymore about the lost night and their torn clothing. Instead, they went on counting the mules, and that is when they realized... One was missing. They went back to the hill, but found no trace of the animal. They asked around until a sheep herder told them he had seen the animal not too far.
1: You should thank me, because I found your little mule by the Martinico all scared. Yesterday a madman escaped from the sanatorium, and with a machete in hand was about to kill some people. I heard that that lunatic almost killed some mule drivers sleeping by the hill. They were saved by their dog, who defended them. After that,
0: Don Seferino never doubted the beliefs of his workers again, and from time to time left food and fresh water on the road for that scrawny dog, El Cadejo, who he never saw again. Perhaps because after that... Don Seferino didn't drink as much as he used to. Y color incolorado, este cuento se ha acabado. The end. Very well, friends. This is all for now. Tres Cuentos warns you to moderate yourself when you go out to drink. Not only you can get in trouble, but you can get a good fright that will stay with you for life. Next time, we will meet our last phantom, an Argentinian cowboy known as Gaucho, who will take an obsession to the afterlife. And until today, he is looking for someone willing to wear his cursed poncho. Until the next cuento. Adios, adios. Tres Cuentos is an exercise of creative writing, researching, and retelling. This podcast was produced recorded and edited by Carolina Quiroga Stoltz. The music and sound effects were downloaded from the YouTube audio library and freesound.org. The list of credits per song and the sources of this story can be found in the transcript. Thanks for listening. Adios, adios.